Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Situation in Ukraine is very, very difficult. Putin and his mob are lobbing missiles into Ukraine's infrastructure. And the country is facing winter. And it's going to be very, very hard with electricity and water in short supply. The G7 countries have agreed or they've they've announced that they're going to do what they can to assist Ukraine in reestablishing the infrastructure. But it's going to take a big, uh, a big effort. And Russia as well. They, as you know, they first withdrew from the deal to ship Ukrainian grain to a hungry world. And now they're saying they will go back to shipping the grain. They will play this situation to their ultimate perceived advantage. That's what Putin will do. Alexander Sherbe is a former Ukrainian ambassador to Austria, diplomat in Washington. He's the author of Ukraine versus Darkness. And we speak uh, with Ambassador Sherbe quite regularly on this program about the situation in Ukraine. Alexander, thank you very much uh, for taking the time. Evening there for you. What's it like tonight? Are the Russians, uh, were they, did they attack your infrastructure again today? Uh, hello, Roy. Um... Well, uh, there weren't big attacks today. There weren't uh, any air raid uh, sirens today in Kyiv. Uh, but we all know from experience of the last months, the biggest, the toughest, uh, the most uh, cruel attacks uh, come in the morning of Monday. So we are all getting ready, bracing up, uh, because uh, last Monday it was really, really brutal. Uh, the electricity grid in Ukraine was hit hard. Uh, it was the first week in Kyiv where um, practically every day there are blackouts, uh, planned blackouts, not the uh, emergence, also not, not unplanned. Uh, the system is still under uh, control. Um, it still functions, but this was a tough week in terms of, you know, facing this darkness, literal darkness here in Kiev. Putin put uh, the general who was in charge in Syria in charge of his military in Ukraine now. This is the same general who assaulted Aleppo and Syrian communities with biological weapons and just carpet bombed the communities uh, into oblivion. You have no doubt that uh, this is a, there's a similar intent underway now, yes? Absolutely. They cannot break our army. They're trying to break the civilians, but they will, uh, they, they won't prevail. Absolutely. It's not the feeling in Kiev. It's not the feeling elsewhere. It's not the feeling on social media. People are just getting angrier and uh, more resilient. Tell us about your military and uh, what they're doing at this particular time. Are they still pushing the Russians back toward their own border? Uh, right now, it's uh, they're dealing with these, you know, hordes of these so-called mobics, uh, so the mobilized uh, civilians, former uh, military in Russia. Uh, some say it's 300,000. Uh, some say it will, uh, at some point in near future, will approach 1 million additional soldiers. So it's these hordes go trying to advance uh, in Donbass, first of all, but they are absolutely failing. I just had uh, exchanged a couple of texts with a former, with a friend of mine who is right now in Vugledar 
It's uh, one of the hottest spots on the map right now. And he says it's since nine days, they come every day, relentless. They lose uh, infantry, they lose tanks, they lose military vehicles, they withdraw and then they attack again. And uh, I asked him, uh, were you the one uh, the ones who destroyed the, the 155th uh, uh, Marine Brigade uh, of Russia? Uh, and he didn't want to respond directly, but uh, understood it was them. Uh, because uh, everybody speaks about this 155th Brigade of Russia, which uh, uh, pleaded with the military command uh, in Moscow to stop sending them uh, in these, you know, direct attacks uh, against uh, Ukrainian, the resilient Ukrainians and modern weaponry they have. Because uh, out of 500 people, uh, they lost 300 within uh, four days. So this uh, is just, uh, uh, they are trying to repeat what um, uh, Stalin did during the World War II. Uh, and uh, so far, uh, the these so-called mobics, Russian soldiers, are more or less obedient. Uh, they are doing this, but they're having no success, zero. And it's a matter of time, I think, I hope, that uh, Russian mothers and the families of these, you know, killed soldiers finally uh, start asking questions they should have been asking a long time ago. Yeah, initially the they, troops the troops came from yeah, distant what, locations in Siberia, right? But now they're coming from major cities. So the Russian uh, mothers well, will yes, speak out, well, hopefully. Absolutely, I hope so. Uh, this uh, brigade that was destroyed, it came from uh, from far east. Um, so it's still the provincial, uh, you know, folk. But uh, people from from uh, uh, main cities, uh, they will be less silent, I think. Plus, um, there will be, uh, it's a matter of time till uh, Ukraine... Uh, uh, retakes uh, Kherson. Uh, basically, uh, the only reason why uh, Kherson isn't uh, under Ukrainian uh, control yet is because we are uh, exerting extra precaution uh, because there are there is information that there is some trap being prepared for Ukraine and that they are just you know uh, mining everything and once Ukrainian. Uh, troops would uh, enter, there would be heavy casualties on our side. We don't want that. So uh, our army is taking time, but the re- but retaking Kherson is a matter of uh, of, uh, of a very short time, of weeks, m- maybe till, till, till the uh, new year. Yeah, we've heard that the Russians, the conscripts, they don't want to be anywhere in this fight. They want to go anywhere but go to Ukraine because they know what's going to happen to them. And and rightly so. Now, the, the G7 have said that they're going to do what they can, as I understand it, that they will actively pursue reestablishing infrastructure in Ukraine as you head toward winter. Are you confident that that can be done? Well, it's very difficult to be done technically because uh, our the whole electricity grid in Ukraine uh, is uh, um, actually uh, built according to Soviet standards and not to the Western standards, unified standards. So it will be tough. And we understand that it's a very high probability that uh, Kiev and other major cities will be for weeks uh, without electricity, without heating. But, you know... It's just, uh, first of all, 
uh, a lot of people uh, in big cities like uh, like my parents, for instance, are those who uh, moved uh, to the big cities after the World War II uh, just to study, to finish university, and just uh, to be city folk, so to say. Uh, but they uh, all remember how to survive without heating. They all have uh, either dachas or even the houses where they grew up as kids after the World War II. Um, so m- most of them, I cannot speak for all. So uh, Russians always despised us as peasants. You know, they were the imperial folk. We were the peasants. But uh, right now, uh, it's it's additional strength uh, uh, with us because we know how to survive. We are the survivors here in Ukraine. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.